Stir an important lesson on trials and tribulations. As we look around the world today, I'm sure you would all agree it's changed in many ways, if not all of us would ever believe. Yes, we have disasters all around us, and they've always been here, but much more of them. Crime is out of control, and there's anarchy everywhere with people all over the world going crazy. Businesses that have been around for years have closed, putting thousands out of work due to the Wuhan virus, and the list goes on. Of course, most of you will be aware what is behind these events, and will see everything is leading up to Sunday Law, which is just around the corner. There's so much happening in the world. Many governments are already setting laws out which will impact Christians, and especially SAD. I just want to touch briefly on a subject, but before I do that, uh, I'd like to mention if anyone's having trouble hearing, don't be afraid to put your hand up, especially if you sit up the back. What I hear up here is definitely different from what you hear down there, so please don't be afraid to, to wave an arm if you're having trouble hearing. David mentioned an important thing this morning, apart from Justina, which gave an excellent talk in health, but I want to touch briefly on something that David mentioned about coming here to worship and having that freedom. It is a gift, it is a privilege, and we are so, so lucky at the moment to do this. The Premier of Victoria, Andrew, I can't think of his last name, has introduced, or sorry, it's coming into effect, draconian laws which are greatly, will greatly impact Christians of all denominations, and the Premier of Western Australia is looking at introducing the same laws. Needless to say, there's no doubt at all these laws will be going around everywhere. And although this is uh, what I'm talking about, it's actually part of another uh, presentation, I will just mention we are very, very lucky to be able to come here as a church family, hear different topics, meet with each other and have fellowship because the days are coming where that will not be available. So make the most of it, folks. Enjoy the days, whether it be raining or shining. Enjoy the company and the freedom we have. <clears throat> I'll have the first slide, thank you. As you can see, today's talk is on trials and tribulations. But before I start that, I'd ask you to bow your heads so we can have a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for looking after us this week and bringing us all here today. Please be with all those who could not make it today and encourage those who may, who may be unwell. Please forgive us our trespassers that we may have committed and strengthen us where we are weak. Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Help us always to remember you give us life and thank you every day for all the many blessings we receive, especially those things you do for us that we know nothing about. Help us, Lord, to see people as Jesus saw people, with compassion and love, and guide us in the ways we may serve and help them. I pray today the words I speak may be acceptable in your sight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, 
We're looking at trials and tribulations in the Christian life. Many of you, if not all of you, I'm sure at one stage or another, have faced some of the above. It may have been your, yourself, your family, work-related, but at some time or another, we will all face them. It may help us to understand these trials we face in our lives if we look at some scripture. Some of which I'm sure you all know, but may not have looked at for a while. We'll just look at slide two, thank you. First Peter, verse four, chapter 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as loathsome strange thing that happened on to you. Sometimes Christians think that coming to the Lord's an easy walk, but I disagree. It can be very, very difficult. Here Peter is telling us, don't be surprised at the strange or unpleasant things that come upon you. Some of it may be part of God's plan to test your faith. Faith, as you all know, is very important to God as it says in Hebrews 11, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to, fear, to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I'll emphasize the word earnestly seek him. We know that the disciples themselves led difficult lives from lack of food, to beatings, to put in jail, to being shipwrecked, and eventually death. So definitely they didn't have any easy time, and they were with Jesus at the time as well, but they still had a real difficult time. Slide three, thank you. In 1 Peter verse 7, the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold at perish though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So we see again that the trial of our faith is so important to God as he watches over us to see how we react. Will we keep trusting him? Will we turn away? Or will we soldier on? You all know the story of Job. Here was a, an upright man what we would call today a good Christian man. That term hadn't been coined back then, I believe, but certainly a follower of God, doing all the, the correct things, praising God, worshiping God, and looking after everyone around him. And yet, he was sorely tried. I often think about that story and think, crack, I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> I don't think I could have handled that. But anyway... He uh, had a really, really difficult time to the stage that he wished he was dead. And uh, I know many people in the world have that problem as well. They're in such terrible situations, especially these days, that they wish their life was taken from them, which is very sad because life is so precious. But depending on your circumstances, sometimes you prefer you didn't have it. The other story I want to touch on today is the story of Joseph and the coat of many colors. <clears throat> you all know the story about Joseph. And uh, 
what he went through, but I want to read some important things and emphasize some things. The story is in Genesis 37, verse 3. Now Israel, or Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children, so he made him a coat of many colors as a gift. But when his brothers saw it, they were not impressed and did not and, and hated him and did not want to speak to him. One day Joseph was sent by his father to the country of Shechem to seek out his brothers to see how they were faring looking after the sheep. But he could not find them there, so he ended up in Dothan, where the brothers were looking after the flocks. But as he approached from a distance, they recognized a colorful coat and knew it was him, and immediately their anger was rekindled and they decided to kill him. However, Judah suggested they sell him to the Ishmaelites, traders on their way to Egypt, who in turn sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's guard. Then at the age of 30, his life began to change. 13 years after arriving in Egypt as a slave, things started to change. He interprets dreams for Pharaoh, who makes him second in command of the country. And then after another nine years, his family come to Egypt seeking food because of the great famine where Joseph later sets them up and looks after them until his death at the age of 110. Now think about this for a moment. Put yourself in Joseph's sandals. You're 17 years old, a Christian, and doing the right thing. Your family hate you. They want to kill you. But instead, they sell you off to people from another country who have a different culture and language from your own. Not to mention the pagan gods they worship. You're a slave for 13 years, learning a new culture, new way of life, and a new way to exist. 13 years, brothers and sisters. I, would, I wonder, would we have given up on God? Would we even have tried? Would we have survived? That's a long time to be a slave. But the Lord, Genesis 39, 21 tells, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. But that's because he kept in touch with the Lord. He didn't give up on the Lord. Now we today have many problems come upon us. Many. It can be sickness, it can be health, it can be work related. Many of them come out of the blue like I've been sidelined by a truck on the road. And at the time, often our first response is, why did this happen? I haven't got an answer for that, folks, but I know it happens. It happens to many of us. And certainly as I speak at different churches and different people talk to me, if you were to go around the churches and ask people, how's things going for you? You might be surprised at some of the responses you get. 
You're all here today looking happy, and well, most of us are looking happy and uh, probably glad to be here, but if you were to talk to each other and find out some of the problems we have, you'd possibly be overwhelmed and think to yourself, I think I'm happy with the problems I've got. I'll stick with that. <clears throat> but as we can see, it took time for things to happen. 13 years. Certainly a long time. <clears throat> the next slide, thank you. <clears throat> Jesus himself tells us that if we are to follow him, we will have to carry a heavy load. For some of us, that load is not only heavy, but lasts a long time. For others, the load may come and go with different trials that come our way, but one, is, one thing is for sure, it's something we will all share through life on this earth. In Matthew 16, verse 24, we read, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up his cross and follow me. We all know the story of Jesus when he was due to be executed. He had to carry his own cross a certain way, a certain distance, and he couldn't make it because obviously he was on his last way out. The cross is extremely heavy, and in the end, he collapsed onto the weight of it. So it's certainly not easy. I think for many Christians, these trials come as a big surprise, as they read or have read from the Bible that Jesus will answer their prayers and is always with them, especially when you read the following. Next slide, thank you. John 24 and 13, sorry, John 14 and verse 13. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, I speak from experience that the certain issues I have that I've never had been healed of. And I'm sure if I was asked many of you, I'd be surprised if some of you did not have the same thing. I've known people have prayed for over 25 years for an issue before that issue was resolved. And it must be very difficult at times to try and get these things fixed. And it must be very difficult to understand at times what is God doing? Where is he? What's happening? We can lose faith in ourselves. We can lose faith in God. We can lose faith in life. It's certainly not easy. <clears throat> so it is a difficult, difficult thing at time to accept these trials, accept these things that happen to us and carry on. Now, we all know where we are in the space of time, God's time. Things are moving fast in the world, a lot faster than sometimes many of us realize. I myself I'm someone who's always interested in prophecy, always interested in what's going on around the world. And I constantly check. I have friends overseas in South America and America, and they send me stuff that's happened. Now, we all know that America is going to be one of the key players, apart from Rome, in what's coming. But there's many, many things happening in America that's just about to burst onto the, uh, the world set. I'm sure this week many of you have seen the news about Israel and what's going on over there. 
And at the present time, Israel has the backing of America. But I believe that will stop and they will be on their own apart from the Lord. So there's many, many things happening that we need to be aware of. I spoke here of faith, I spoke here of love, and today on the trials and tribulations, it's part of the trilogy of a Christian life. Next slide, thank you. Brothers and sisters, when problems arise, let us remember that Jesus is always there with us and is coming back soon. Coming to the end is because I'm running a bit shorter today. My Bible, my favorite Bible verse is, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Easier said than done. Very easy to talk about, but not always easy to do. I just want to add another couple of slides. Could I have one more, thank you. Sometimes our lives can be a mess. Sometimes we don't know where we're going. We don't know what today is going to hold, or we've had a bad day or a bad week or whatever, and you look at your life and it looks like this piece of cloth here, a complete mess. And we wonder, where do we go from here? How do we fix this? How do we overcome this? Can we overcome it? Is God going to help us? But as I've said, God is always with us, even in the worst trials. Now, some of you may have heard his voice. I personally haven't. Some of you may have, and that's an amazing blessing. But even if you don't hear his voice, God is always with us. And as I say, this is often what we see our life like. I have the next slide, thank you. But when that's reversed, this is what God sees. He sees something of value, something beautiful, something of importance. And that important thing is you and I. None of us here today are worthy of what Jesus has done for us. None of us are worthy for the wonderful things through life God has done for us. But because God loves us so much, he has looked past all that we do wrong and continue to do wrong to save us because he loves us that much. And he's constantly doing things. I just want to finish with a little story, only a couple of minutes. It's nothing to do with trials and tribulations directly, but I suppose you could look at it that way. But a couple of weeks ago, our internet service went down. You may think, oh, it's no big deal. It went down on a Friday morning. Now, a Friday evening, we love to watch the Hope Sabbath School. We really enjoy that. And we'll often watch a service after that. But when this went down on both our computers, nothing was working. And we tried everything. Now, Josie in particular really enjoys watching the, love, the Hope Sabbath School. And she is really, really disappointed. So we tried the phone. We tried both computers and she got the iPad out and nothing was working. And then around the time that we normally watch it, the iPad came to life and Hope Sabbath School came on. 
none of the other things were working. So we watched Hope Sabbath School on the iPad, and as soon as it was over, the iPad stopped. We didn't get the computer, uh, the line thing sorted out till five days later. Everything was off, nothing was working which is a real panic for me, because as many of you know, I'm involved with the uh, Hope Sabbath, uh, the uh, Faith FM, and we need the computers to work to make all that happen, and so on and so forth. So God does amazing things today. I'm not saying this happens every single day in my life, but it does happen every single day in people's lives. God is looking after us in one way or another. And I just want to finish with the hymn, which is hymn number 518, Standing on the Promises. Whatever comes